We can still use people on all the teams in the churches. Even though you see people in places doing things that doesn't mean we're not receiving anymore. The Lord told us at least three deep in every position and rotate. So help us do that. Help us do what the Lord directed us to do. Uh, show up out at the uh, information area. Talk to them. And we will get you plugged in. Amen. Amen. Get you. Uh, put you to being active. Uh, you know the. Joshua said it's for me and my house we'll serve the Lord right. and a lot of people like that but you know how are you serving the Lord yes. just going to church is not serving the Lord yeah. that's you coming getting fed <laughs> that's mostly for you is that right you know uh, <laughs> did I lose somebody and I, I said this a while back, and I want to say it again. It's, it's the truth. I, if you could sneak up on me at home when I'm getting ready to come to church, you'd hear me thanking God for the privilege of handling His holy word. Hallelujah. Yes, of, uh, and, and that you and, and others and everybody in Sarasota and watching online uh, come and want to hear it yes. and want to receive it. It's... Uh, it is the privilege of my life. And there's a couple of things going on. The Lord told Peter, he said, uh, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord. He said, feed my sheep. And uh, the Lord told me, I mentioned it, I guess, a week or so ago. He said, uh, the most precious thing you have to give is the revelation of the word I give you. And so that's what I'm doing every time I minister. I'm giving you the most precious thing I have. Wow. Hallelujah. And so, and you're involved in, in, especially the churches here, the church at Branson has been for a long time, and now the church at uh, Sarasota is too, and our partners that help us in prayer and finances all over the world, uh, the Word is helping you. Huh? And then you are helping the Word to get out. Is that right? You're, with your faith, believing right now for utterance and for these things to get out, and in your prayers and your faith and your finances that put it, make it available online and, and in hard copy, and, and the staff to produce all these things and buy the equipment to do all these things and send us places and meetings and all that kind of thing. You are not only being helped by the Word, but you're helping the Word to get out. Can you see that? I believe the Lord spoke that to me this very evening. Hallelujah. The Word's helping you, and you're helping the Word to get out. Glory to God. You're helping it to come out right now as you believe with me for utterance. And as you came here instead of stayed at the house and goofed off. Right? You're helping, and the Word's helping you as it comes into you, but you're also helping it to go to somebody else. Thanks be to God. We ought to thank the Lord for that. Lord, we do thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for giving us these churches. Thank you for giving us these buildings and lands. Thank you for giving us these times that we can have together and the health and strength to do it and, and the cameras and the equipment and the internet stuff. Thank you, thank you, and all the staff that you blessed to cause us and all the teams that you, and everybody that gives. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you that we're getting fed and the Word's helping us. And we're helping to get the word out. Hallelujah. 
You're using us to help get it to others. Lord, thank you for helping us. We ask, bring us up to a whole nother level of this. Much higher than we've been before. In Jesus' name, somebody say, so be it. So be it. And we ask for utterance tonight and for the anointing tonight and ears to hear and hearts to see and receive tonight. And we'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Turn to the book of Psalms, please. Now, I know you've already had one sermon. And if that's all you want, okay, I understand. If you say, that, that's enough for me, I'm leaving. Okay, we won't be mad at you. Come back again sometime. But if you want more, there is more about to come your way right now. <laughs> for those that want more. Psalm 118, if you just go to this. 118 and verse 6. Psalm 118 and 6. It says the Lord is on my side. What's the result of knowing that? Being established in that, I will not fear. Oh, friend. We live in a world where a lot of stuff's going on. Hmm? Is it possible to not be afraid? Many are afraid. It's affecting them. Many are very fearful. But uh, when you know that the Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth, is with you and for you and on your side, it sets you free from dread and, and fear. Fear is a taste of hell. You say, where'd you get that from the Bible? How many remember 1 John says, perfect love does what? Casts out, throws out, displaces fear, because fear has what? Torment. That's the same word used to describe hell. That word torment. Same word, look it up. Fear is a taste of hell. And it's the same devilish stuff, whether it's a little bit of dread or full-blown panic. It's just different degrees of the same evil stuff. How many have ever found out that you dreaded it, you dreaded it, it bothered you, it bothered you, and when you finally got to it and did it, you're like, what in the world? Even if the bad thing happened. It wasn't as bad as all the stuff you put yourself through. Hmm? Most cases. Torment. And vexation. And why would you be that way? It comes down to a lack of faith. Of knowing he's with you. And believing he's for you. And he's going to keep you. And he's going to take care of you. The more you believe that. The less you worry. The more you worry, the less you believe that. You, me, I don't care who it is. And folks like to think they got all this faith, but the truth is, many people are low in faith. Low, low. But that's why we're talking. 
That's why we're talking about the Word of God. That's how faith comes. It feeds us. It stirs us up. I've found that the, the more I walk with Him and the more I get built up in my spirit from His Word, I just don't worry. I just, I just don't worry. Now, now people wouldn't understand it. They think, well, you, you got all these things going on. You got all these bills coming in. You got all this staff that's that's got to be paid, and you got these TV bills, and and you got this, and you got that, and the other, and and where's it all going to come from? <laughs> what if people quit giving? What if people quit coming? What if this? What if that? What if the other? And what if I slip on a banana peel? <laughs> He would live by what ifs. All of this is a trick for the enemy to get you obsessing about dark things. And the fear of death makes you subject to bondage. It will put you in prison. Even though you got all kind of things you should be happy about and giving thanks about and enjoying. Yet you'll be sitting there in a cloud about what might happen and what if it don't and what if it does hmm well what if God takes care of you your whole life long what if God takes care of the churches for year after year and decade after decade, then there would have been absolutely no reason for me to worry or fear. So I might as well just miss it to start with. I know if he doesn't do it, it's too big for me to do. It's been that way when it was little. Come on, are you with me? I can, I can just relax and say... He's faithful. If I'll do what he tells me to do, we're going to be in good shape. Is that true with you? I said, is that true with you? That's that's not just for preachers. If you'll do what he tells you to do and trust him, which means not fearing, not worrying. Many have never made that connection. Uh, I'm going to say something. You may have to brace yourself. The Lord is not understanding where fear and worry are concerned. It irritates him. (laughs) Is he the same yesterday, today, and forever? How understanding was he of the disciples when they doubted? Did he hug them and say, that's all right. I, I know... You know, you're struggling with fear and unbelief. You know, I, I, I knew you would. I knew you couldn't help it. Come here. Give me a hug. No, is this Bible? No. Now, this is what people think you should be and you should do. What did he say? Why did you doubt? Where's your faith? <laughs> is that right? Why? Because there is no excuse for it. Everybody's getting excited now. People say, well, I can't help it. That's a lie. That's just not true. You believe a lie. Faith is a choice. You choose to trust him or you don't. Hmm? 
if you're trusting, you're sleeping good. <laughs> you cast all your cares on him and you say, he's with me. Oh, somebody say, he's with me. He's with me. He's for me. He's on my side. I'm going to be all right. I mean, he's got you this far. <clears throat> the Lord's on my side. I'll not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord takes part with them that help me. Verse 13, you've thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. Psalm 54, 4. You can just look at it on the screen. 54, 4. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. Somebody say, he's for me. He's with me. He helps me. Psalm 56, 9. 56, 9. When I cry to you, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know. Somebody say, this I know. This I, this I know. Faith knows. Faith is confident. It is not wish-washy. It is not vacillating. It doesn't waver. If you're wavering, you're getting out of faith. If you're in good, strong faith, you're not wavering. You're not wondering. You're not questioning. You know. You know. When I cry unto you, God, my enemies will turn back. I know it. <laughs> this I know. How you know it? For God is for me. They're not going to whip him. So what are they going to have to do? They're going to have to turn back. You sure? I know it. Why? Because he's for me. He's here. He's with me. They will have to back off. <laughs> oh, the devil hates this. Because it tears up his playhouse, man. Oh, the devil hates this. Oh, he hates this. He wants you to pretend to be humble. And go, well, you just never know what the Lord's going to do. Well, well. Oh, he likes that. That's one of his favorite top hits. You just never know. Because that means you have zero faith in that area. None. Because you can't have faith till you know. Not know all about how he's going to do it, but know what he's going to do. Hallelujah. What his will is. Like Brother Bosworth said, faith begins where the will of God is known. That's just another way of saying faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Romans 8.26 Romans 8, 26, verse, actually 31 for time's sake, 8, 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I mean, can you, can you hear some sass in here? Can you hear that? I mean, there's some sass in here. What? Who? Who can beat us if God's for us? Who can defeat us? Who can run over us? If God is for us. Oh, hallelujah. Sit out loud. If God's for me, who can be against me? Well, now we know we got an enemy that's arrayed against us. So what does he mean? Who can successfully be against me? That's what he's saying. 
And the answer is, who can overcome God? Well, then there'd be no one. Go to, I should have had you just stay back in Psalms. Go to Psalm 91, please. Psalm 91. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm excited about this. And I don't want to rush it. You weren't excited about that part. Is it okay if I don't rush this? Psalm 91. Where did my notes get off to? Well, I know where I'm going. Uh, Psalm 91. Looks like I left some pages somewhere. That's all right. Psalm 91. Thank you, Lord. Anybody like the 91st Psalm? Got any places marked back there? In Psalm 91, in verse uh, 14. Well, let's back up a little bit. Let's back up to... Uh, how about verse 1? <laughs> I was going to start at the last verse, but... You got to watch doing that. You wind up in Genesis because it's all good. Is it all good? It's all amazing. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. That means you live there. Where? Under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. You to, when it says I'll say something, you ought to say it yourself. Say it out loud. He is my refuge, my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Then he goes on to say, Surely He'll deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. That's all the traps that the enemy had set for you. Said out loud, I'll be delivered from every one of them. Said, He'll cover you with His feathers and under His wings shall you trust. His truth will be your shield and buckler. You'll not be afraid. Said out loud, I'll not be afraid. For the terror by night, or for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted noonday. What about all that? What was the thing about all that? I won't be afraid of it. Come on, said I won't be afraid of it. I won't be afraid of it. Yeah, but it's happening. Yeah, but it's happening. Yeah, but I won't be afraid of it. Why? Verse 7, verse 7. A thousand may fall at my side. Ten thousand may fall at my right hand. But it will not come near me. And it's not because I think I'm so amazing. It's because I just have confidence that God will keep me. He's with me. He's for me. Now if you don't believe that, it's going to make you vulnerable. It's going to make you exposed. If you say, well, yeah, but now I know it, but some bad things have happened to some good people and and you just never know. You're in danger. You are exposed because you don't believe the Bible. You don't believe. I believe God can do anything if he wants to. Well, you don't believe the Bible. That's not what he told you to believe. Would it be all right to, to read verses out of Psalms? 
and believe it just like it's written. And speak it over yourself just like, would it be all right to do that? If not, where are you getting yours from? If this is not what you want, come on, say it out loud. Somebody needs to say it. I mean, with the stuff going on in the world, do you need to say this or not? You say it out loud. A thousand thousand may fall fall at my side. side. Ten thousand may fall at my right hand. But it shall not come near me. Why? Well, let's keep reading it. Let's keep reading it. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. You'll see it, but it won't happen to you. Why? Because you've made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation. There shall no evil befall you. Would it be all right to just believe this right off the page? Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. I don't care what kind of plague it might be. It's covered in any plague. Say it out loud. No evil will befall me. Neither shall any plague come near my house or where I'm living. For he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. That's everywhere you go. (laughs) That's everywhere you go. They'll bear you up in their hands. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. Do you believe that? Is this just nice sounding literature? Or is this the truth? You believe it. Somebody say, I believe it. Somebody say, well, I'm I'm afraid of falling. Then you're going to fall. I'm afraid of somebody breaking into my house. I'm afraid of having a car wreck. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Is that what this said? Is that what he said? I'm afraid. Oh, Lord, I'm afraid of that plague. I'm afraid of that error. I'm afraid. Oh, y'all pray for me. That does little good. Like that. Because it's a prayer contrary to the Bible. It's a prayer of unbelief. Said out loud, uh, he's given his angels charge concerning me. They will keep me in all my ways. They will keep me in all my ways. They will keep me in all my ways. They will pick me up in their arms lest I hurt myself. How many believe an angel could literally just give you a little bit of help keep you from falling? Huh? Hey, Phyllis and I have seen it. You have too? I remember years ago, we were driving somewhere, having a conversation. It was a a four lane, two on this side, two on this side, big median in the middle with a mound of, you know, grass and trees. And the traffic was moving pretty quick. We were just sitting there talking in our car, driving down the road. All at once, I saw this dirt flying up in the air and all this stuff. And I look up here, and there is this SUV that is completely out of control. It's coming up over the median, 
and other cars have already been hit. It's coming right toward us. Right toward us. And we didn't have time to pray. We didn't have time to hardly say anything. We said, Jesus. And I mean, I don't know how it happened. Faster than you can blink your eye. We're on the other side of it. It went through the lane and hit some other things. We didn't get a scratch. I don't know how he got by us. He's right there. (laughs) What happened? What happened? How do you explain it? Well, people just try to explain it away. Something We saw it. It's right here. How, it defies the laws of physics. There wasn't enough, enough time or space for him to go around us. How did it happen? Just, uh, what, just a year or so ago, we're, off, uh, we're out somewhere. And uh, if I get an opportunity, I like to ride motorbikes in places that I hadn't seen before, motorcycles. And we had a day or two off, and so I got a motorcycle, and we rode it up through the mountains. Great fun. And I was in the lead, and a couple of guys was behind us. Mike was one of them. And um, this giant turkey. (laughs) I mean, he must have been this big. I mean, they get big. I mean, he's a big turkey. We're out in the wilderness, in the wild, and up in in the mountainous area. This dude comes flying at full bore speed, and the next thing I know, I'm looking him right in the eye. I thought, he's big enough, he's going to knock me off his motorcycle. Next thing I know, he didn't even touch me. We got up to the side, we pulled off, them guys said, I don't know how he didn't hit you. How did that turkey not hit you? How did he not hit you? He was right there. He was going full bore. And just like, I didn't, I didn't even feel the wind of him go by. I didn't feel a brush of a wing or feather. Or, how? Well, the Lord got me back so I could preach to you some more. I reckon that's it. That's a wild thing anyway. How many of you got a story? Come on, how many of you got a story? I know you do. I know you do. Well, why wouldn't he just, why wouldn't the Lord just keep doing it? Why wouldn't he just keep doing it for you? Why would he quit? Why would he not do it? Say it it out loud. They'll bear me up in their hands. Lest I dash my foot against the stone. We'll tread down the lion. And the adder. The young lion. And the dragon. We'll trample underfoot. Now this is the verse I wanted to get to. but, But all this is good. Why? Because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Why? Because he has known my name. He set his love on me, God says, and I'm going to deliver him. Now, I want you to see how this language is and, and, and get religion off of your head. What what God say? I will deliver him. Did he say I might sometimes? No. We'll just have to see. What else did he say? I'll set him on high. I'll deliver him. And I'll set him on high. Why? Because he loves me. And he knows my name. He loves me. And he trusts me. He'll call on me. 
Verse 15. And I will answer him. Could you count on this? Could you count? Come on, say it out loud. He will answer me. Come on, say it again. He will answer me. What did the Lord say? I will be with him in trouble. Isn't that what we're talking about? The Lord's with us. He's on our side. He's for us. He said, I'll be with him. Where? In trouble. Now, if there's anywhere you want him to be with you, it's in trouble. Hmm? I know you'd rather not, never have any. So would I. But if you find yourself in some. Y'all going to help me preach this or not? If you find yourself in some trouble. Hmm? Who are you going to call? <laughs> no, I haven't seen the movie. I just. But who are you gonna call? <laughs> I tell you who you need to call. And he already said he would answer. He already said he would pick up. But see, many people say, "Well, yeah, but you just never know." See, you don't. You believe that more than you believe this. Are there a lot of Christians, they believe all that stuff more than they believe the Bible. Just what we were talking about earlier. They've made this of no effect in their life. You don't want this of no effect in your life. You want this in full effect in your life. I'll be with him. Where? In trouble. What else did he say? I will deliver him and honor him. Similar thing to what he just said before. I'll be with him. I'll save him. I'll help him. And I'll lift him up. I'll be with him in trouble. Didn't you say? He'd say, now remember, I'm here and watch you while you spiral down the drain. Don't, don't forget, though, I'm here. No. I'll be with him. Come on, read it out loud. Do you believe the Bible, saints? He'll call on me. What'll happen? Is this for everybody? Yes. No, it's not. <laughs> it's for those that call on him, believe in him, trust him. It could be for everybody. But you can't just skip all of these previous verses. What did he say? Because he set his love on me. He knows my name. He trusts me. And he's saying, you, you are my fortress. Right? I live under your shadow. This is definitely somebody that believes in God. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. Said out loud. I'll call on him. He will answer me. He will be with me. In trouble. Every time. He will deliver me. And honor me. Every time. I call God faithful. 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 That's where he went on to say, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. How did you live a long time? You got to go back through the whole psalm. The era didn't get you. The plague didn't get you. 
Is that right? The pestilence didn't get you. The lion didn't get you. Come on, you see all that stuff? The snake didn't get you. On and on and on. You made it through every bit of it. He kept you. His angels kept you. He delivered you. Next thing you know, you're old. <laughs> you done seen it all. And done it all. Is that right? And are satisfied. Now you're ready to go on to glory. Hallelujah. But the wreck didn't take you out. The disease didn't take you out. Hmm? ISIS didn't take you out. Come on, are you listening? Mm-mm. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a minister some years ago, I won't go into details, but he's he's been gone off the scene many, many years. This is a couple of generations back. And man, he was under so much persecution. And even a lot of the church folks wanted to do away, the, away with him. And, and he said, uh, he said, until I finish my course, I am unkillable. <laughs> Hallelujah. What's, what, why would he say such a thing? What do you mean? I, I, I'm, I, I can't be killed. Why? Because he's saying, I, the Lord's with me. He's helping me do it. Who's going to be bigger than him? Who's bigger than his ability to keep me? Now, when I finish my course, that's another thing. But until then, you can't take me out. The devil can't take me out. Disease can't take me out. Crazy people can't take me out. Because the Lord is on my side. He's with me. He's for me. Hallelujah. Woo. (laughs) Hallelujah. Go with me, please, to the book of Daniel. Let's see somebody else that knew something about the Lord being with them in trouble. I know you got time for this. Daniel 3, are you there? Now we're going to read some verses. May read the whole chapter. Huh? What's more important? You're going to rush out of here and go do what? (laughs) (laughs) You love y'all remember what the Lord told me that time, right? I mean, I was in a hurry. You reason I know these things is because the Lord taught, taught me and corrected me about it. I was in a hurry to leave a prayer meeting one time. And I was getting fidgety and looking at my clock. And, and uh, uh, finally the Lord asked me, he said, what, what's your hurry? What are you leaving and what are you going to? Well, he already knows the answer. He didn't ask you because he didn't know. <laughs> so you And you better be honest because he knows that too. He knows your heart. And, I sat there and it, I realized I saw what he, why he asked me. I said, I'm in a hurry to leave prayer and the word to run, go get a sandwich and watch the news. <laughs> and when you say it like that, it really sounds carnal. <laughs> that's what he told me. I'm Relax. We all got flesh. We all got flesh to deal with. And the flesh 
is impatient. Oh, man. But you need to get a hold of it and say, calm yourself down. Just relax. We'll take care of you when and if we decide to. <laughs> uh, Daniel 3, are you there? Nebuchadnezzar, the king, verse 1, made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. And he set it up in the plain of Dura in the provinces of Babylon. This is giant. What do some of your amplified things say? How, how tall is that? 90 feet? So 90, 90 feet. Out of gold. Now this is something to see. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent together together the princes, governors, captains, judges, treasurers, counselors, sheriffs, all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And he is an absolute ruler over much of the known world. He is called a king of kings. And I mean, he don't have any reason uh, to kill you or wipe out your city if he just don't feel good one morning about it. He has total control over all these realms. And when you get an invite from the king, you go, dressed up. And so everybody showed. Verse 3, the captains, governors, judges, treasurers, counselors, sheriffs, all the rulers of the provinces, what'd they do? They showed up. They gathered to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up, and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they have gone all out. Then a herald, a proclaimer, cried aloud and said, To you it is commanded, O people, nations and languages. And there would have been interpreters uh, echoing all through the crowd in what, who, 50 different languages. We're talking about a giant crowd from the known world. Uh, at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down. And worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whoever falls not down and worships shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There ain't going to be no court date. There ain't going to be no discussion. You're going in the furnace. So what's the options here? Y'all help me out. What's, what's the options? When you hear the music. What? You bow. Or you burn. Right? Is everybody clear on this? It's important. We're going to see this later. It's important that everybody's clear on this. It's, this is not complicated. And so... Uh, Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, all kinds of music, all the people, some say all the people, the nations, the languages, what they do? They fell down and they worshiped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Now, uh, is this okay? Is this okay for God's people? No, it is not. This is this is the first thing God gave them on the mountain, what we call the Ten Commandments. Let me read it to you. 
I'm the Lord your God. Brought you up out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make to yourself any graven image or any likeness of anything that's in heaven above or in the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down yourself to them nor serve them. I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Now this is the word of God. You know, I believe we should still observe these things today. You and I got no business praying to pictures or bowing down and praying in front of a statue. Are y'all listening? Certainly not anything that represents another God. Certainly not. Oh, it's just harmless. You want to show respect? No, it is not. These things, though they may not be God, they have spirits that are associated with them. No, it's not okay. The Lord says you don't worship any other God and you don't make any kind of image and you don't bow in front of it. Well, that's what these, these Hebrew men have going over in their hearts and minds when this king proclaims this. Are you there in Daniel? So at that time, verse 8, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. And they, have you heard that before? Who's the accuser of the brethren? This is the tactic of the adversary always. He's the accuser. You don't want to be that. No. Say it out loud, he's the accuser. He's the accuser. I'm, not I'm not an accuser, an accuser of, the of the brethren. Nor am I a judge. It's very important. And they spoke to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man that hears the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever falls not down and worships, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded you. They serve not your gods, nor worship the golden image which you have set up. Now we have a story about them in the previous chapters. And how God supernaturally gave them favor when they didn't want to eat the king's food. And no doubt some of it was things that they were forbidden to eat by the same God. And how God supernaturally gave them favor with those that were over them and ultimately with this king himself. And the king liked these guys. And he promoted them. He put them in high positions. So he liked these guys. Until now. But nobody defies the king. In public. In front of this crowd. On your big day. They said, they, said they, they don't regard you. They got no respect for you. They don't serve your gods. And they don't worship your golden image which you've set up. <clears throat> then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury. This really <laughs> set him off. 
He commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke to them and said, Is it true? O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do you not serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I've set up? Is it true? Now, a lot of guys, this conversation would not even be in the Bible. He would have just thrown them in. Why are we even having this conversation? He likes them. At least he did used to. He anointed, uh, excuse me, appointed them in these high level positions. He liked them. He is going to do something different than he normally does. He's going to be magnanimous and give them one more shot. He's showing how merciful he can be. Otherwise, they'd have just been thrown in. And he's given them a chance to talk to him. Is it true? Is it true? You don't serve my gods? You don't worship the golden image I have? And it's already said he's furious. And what happened? Now, if you be ready, at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, if you don't, You'll be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Oh, now when the devil talks like that, you can get ready to shout. <laughs> Hear anybody talking like that, you ought to say, say it again. And then step back, get, get, get some distance between you. <laughs> You know, the Lord gave us that hanger. Uh, it's a miracle. And, and uh, Brother Jesse, I talked to him not long after that. And I told him we'd got our hanger. They were believing with us, and we're believing with them. And uh, he got a hanger down in New Orleans where he is. And uh, they had told him that same thing. They said, uh, that preacher will never get a hanger. Your God can't do that. <laughs> Guess what he's got? <laughs> oh, man, it made me. In fact, it was, it was such a deal. It just had to go up and up and up beyond our port authority to higher levels of government. And the people that oppose them are now in jail. <laughs> You'll never have that, preacher. Your God can't do that well. Yes, he can. <laughs> and he did. Say that loud. He can. And he did. Well, that's what he said. Who is that God going to deliver you out of my hands? In other words, he's saying, I'm God in this situation. Your life is in my hands. Ain't nobody can deliver you out of my hand. You do it. Or you die right now. Now this is this is awesome. This is this is why this is in the book. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Say what? Guys already fuming, furious. What they say? 
We don't need any time. We don't have to think about this. We don't have to deliberate about any of this. We got your answer right here. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of your hand. Okay. But if not, be it known to you, O king, we will not serve your gods nor worship the golden image which you have set up. Now a lot of people misunderstand this and create doctrines that are contrary to the rest of the Bible. Let me read this to you from, uh, I believe it's an easy to read translation. Let me see if I got this here. Y'all okay? The easy to read says, if you throw us into the hot furnace, the God we serve can save us. And if he wants to, he can save us from your power. But even if God does not save us, we want you to know, King, we refuse to serve your gods. We will not worship the gold idol that you have set up. Bad translation. It is not even a translation. You with me or not? Yes, sir. <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Bad it, it, it doesn't merit to be called a translation. Because it's not what the text said. It's what they think it meant. I don't want somebody telling me what they think it means. When I'm reading the Bible, I want to know what it said. What was said. I got the author living inside me. He'll tell me what it means. Now, there's a reason why I'm taking time to do this. you got to watch a lot of these modern translations. A lot of them are not really translations. They're paraphrases. And you need to check it against what you know to be a solid source. The King James is pretty good. Not perfect. But, of course, you understand this, was, this came from Greek and Hebrew and Oh, somebody didn't like it that I said it wasn't perfect. <laughs> I know some people think King James is the one Jesus used. <laughs> and, and I like it. You know I do. I use it all the time. Yes. I think it's a wonderful translation. But you ought to go into the history of the King James Version and how it happened. And it's an eye-opener. You realize men are involved. And the Lord helped them. But you got the author. You want to hear. You know, you know I like Young's literal. And there are reasons why I like it. He's the author of Young's concordance. He actually knew something. About the language. One of the most highly regarded scholars. His translation. Is not easy to read. And I like that. Because <laughs> it's accurate. He didn't try to tell me. What he thought it meant. And sometimes it doesn't work very good in English. And I like that too, because I know he's not trying to fill in the blanks. You want to hear the Young's literal translation? Verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar has answered and said, Is it a laid plan 
O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, my God, you are not serving, and to the golden image that I've raised up are not doing obeisance? Is this a plan you had? Now hear the language. Verse 15, now lo, you are ready so that at the time you hear the voice of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, symphony, all kinds of music, you fall down and do obeisance to the image I have made. And lo, you do no obeisance. In that hour you are cast into the midst of the burning fire of furnace. Who is that God who does deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have answered, Yea, they are saying to the king Nebuchadnezzar, We have no need concerning this matter to answer you. Lo, it is. Now this is the emphasis. In verse 17, lo, it is. And verse 18, and lo, not. But you've got to find out what questions they're answering. Two things. Lo, it is. Our God whom we are serving is able to deliver us from a burning fiery furnace and from your hand, O king. He does deliver. And lo, not. Be it known, O king, that your gods we are serving and to the golden image you have raised up, we do no obeisance. They're answering his questions. He gave them two options. Come on, are you with me? If you bow down, I'm not throwing you in. If you don't bow down, I'm throwing you in. And what God can deliver you? And they're answering it. If you throw us in, our God is able to deliver us. And he will deliver us. And lo, not is what? If you don't throw us in. That's what he's saying. If you don't throw us in, we're going to tell you, we're not serving your God. Now, if you say, if God doesn't deliver us, we're not going to serve your idol, is really unnecessary. (laughs) If you throw us in, we want you to know we're not serving that idol. Of course you're not. You're burnt to a crisp. Friend, there's a reason why I'm taking time to do this. Faith does not say God is able to deliver me and he will deliver me. But if he don't, that is contrary to everything else you're going to read about faith. Come on, are y'all with me? No, no, no. I know a lot of people believe it and I understand why. Because the scripture, some translations, they even make stuff up. But no. The answer is, if you throw us in there, Our God is able and he will deliver us. If you don't throw us in, he's telling them, I won't throw you in if you bow down. Even if you don't throw us in, we're not going to do it. We're not going to bow down. Hallelujah. Many people have been executed by kings. Over the generations. Over less stuff than this. Hmm? Why is this story in the book? Why are they different. From all these other. Untold millions. That have been slaughtered. What's different about them. 
God just decided to do this because he knew it would make a good Sunday school story? Hmm. Hebrews 11. Do you don't have to turn there? Just put it on the screen for us, please. Hebrews 11.32. Hebrews 11.32. What shall I more say? Uh, do anybody know what chapter we're in? Hebrews 11. Huh? Is this about faith? He said, time would fail me. He, he told about the faith of Abraham. Told about the faith of all these others. And he says, I, I don't have time to tell you about the faith of Gideon and Barak and Samson, Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets. About what they did in verse 33. Who what? Through faith, they subdued kingdoms, they wrought righteousness, they obtained promises, they stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire. That's these boys. And violence, the word actually literally is power. The power of the fire. How did they do it? Didn't say God just decided to do it. Their faith was the thing that was different from all the thousands and millions over the generations that had been slaughtered and killed by the whimsical dictates of kings. What's the difference here? The fact that they wouldn't do it. (laughs) And they stood up in front of the king and said, we don't care what you say or do. We're not bowing this thing. And if you do throw us in there, God can do it and he will do it. Oh, come on, somebody say, he will do it. He will do it. Come on, say it out loud. He will do it. He will do it. Yeah, but what if he don't? If you believe that, you're not in faith anymore. You're, you're, you're wavering. You're vacillating. What the Bible say? Don't let you think you'll receive anything of the Lord. No, friend, don't, don't say, well, that's a matter of interpretation. It's a lot more than a matter of interpretation. Yeah. If you believe this and try to live this way, you're going to suffer defeat after defeat after defeat. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, if God wants to heal me, he will. But if he don't, if he decides he, he, he likes, likes it better with me broken and, and sick, well, there's, there's zero faith there. None. Nothing for him to work with. Friend, you got to... Got to put your nose in this book. Got to spend time with him in prayer. Until you get to know his will about some things. It's not his will for anybody to perish. And if he told his people. You do not bow down to any image. And they take him seriously. And they say okay you told us not to do it. We're not going to do it. And they stand up and say, God is big enough to deliver us from you, O king, and he will do it. Do you think God is not going to come through for them? When they got the faith to boldly declare he can and he will. Oh, somebody say, he can and he will. Hallelujah. Now, I know people that, that doubt don't like this. They think, well, you're arrogant. You, you think you're something. That's just how faith sounds. I know it sounds strange to some people, but that's how faith sounds. Did we just get through reading Psalm 91? It may happen to a thousand over here. Ten thousand, but it won't happen to me. It won't come to me. Well, who do you think you are? It's not about who I think I am. It's about this Bible that I believe. Young David looking up and saying, you come to me, Goliath, with a spear and a shield. I come to you in the name of the Lord. I'm going to take your head off. I'm going to give your body to the birds today. <laughs> well, we'll go try. We'll give it our best shot. We'll just see whatever the Lord wants. No, you, you're in no faith. 
you don't know what the will of God is. And you can have no faith. Faith knows the will of God. No, you don't know how he's going to do it. You don't know all of those things. But you know it's God's will for you to be saved. You know it's God's will for you to be filled with the Spirit and have the gifts of the Spirit. You know it's God's will for your bills to be paid. Come on, are you with me? And to have a good life. You know it's God's will. You know it's God's will. You know that? You know it's God's will to protect you and keep you and deliver you. You know that. The Bible's full of it. And all this stuff that people think they're being humble, they're being deceived. And the enemy's robbing them because they're having no faith. Can you see this? Let's keep reading. They said, we're not, we don't take any time to get back with you on this. We're ready right now. Our answer's ready. <laughs> if, you, if you throw us in there, our God whom we serve is able. And he will deliver us. If you don't throw us in, we're not going to bow down. Not now. Not tomorrow. Not next month. We're not going to do it. Well, the king is not accustomed to being talked to that way. He was full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach. So I was telling you earlier, he's trying to save them. He, he liked them at one time. That's all gone now. You don't give the king lip in public at the unveiling of his big gold statue. He commanded they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was normally. Want to be heated. Ain't enough just for it to be hot. He commanded the most mighty men that were in his army. uh, His special forces. Bind up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their clothes, in their hose, and in their hats, and their garments. I'm going to make sure they burn real good. And for a long time. So he wrapped them up in all these garments. And they were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. What do you think is going through their mind? These great big guys, grab them. They're running to it. You can feel the heat of that thing from way over here. And the closer you get to it, and because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire killed the men that had a hold of them that were throwing them in. They're overcome. And they're gasping. And stumbling and falling. But with their last bit of strength. They, they heaved them inside. What's going through their mind? They've they got a mind just like you. There, there was no book of Daniel. Yet. Who knows how this story turns out. They know what they believe. We know according to Hebrews 11, they are not doubting, they are believing. We know that. So they are believing. But you still got your head. And you still got, what do you think? I, I, I can tell you, you just, you know, you know how faith works with all of us. They're thinking, okay, God. Okay, God. Now would be a good time. <laughs> now, oh man, we're getting close. Oh God. Oh God. And they fell out and died, and they shoved. Oh God! See, you got. You remember what the man said uh, with his son that had the fits? He said, "Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief." You still got your head. And as they fell down, tied up 
into these glowing coals and this thing. This is a furnace. This is something you could melt steel with. Red, white hot, glowing. And they all fell down in there. And they realized, it ain't hot. <laughs> it's not hot. What do you think? We don't know all, there, all that was going on inside that, that furnace with these three guys. I'm pretty sure one of them said, I told you. I told you. I told you. We told them. Did we tell them? We told them. God will deliver us. He will. We told them. So here they are. Only thing that fell off of them was the ropes. Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. He got up off his throne in a hurry. He said, hey, hey, didn't we throw three guys in there in the midst of the fire? They said, true, O king. I think by this time an amazing hush has just fell across the whole vast crowd. Everybody and the people in the back are going, what, what, what? They're not burning. They didn't burn. Huh? No, they're walking around inside. I didn't hear you right. What happened? They're not burning. <laughs> and it goes back through all the translations and all the different languages. And you hear the different responses in the different languages. Huh? <laughs> no burning? <laughs> no Bernski? <laughs> no Alberno? I'm like Brother Hagen, I know some Spanish, uh, taco, burrito, <laughs> enchilada. <laughs> he said, I see four men loose. They tied them up real good. Walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt. And this fourth one, he looks like the son of God. Was he with them? Was he with them in trouble? Did he deliver them and then set them on high and honor them? Is he the same God today? Will he be the same God to you? Has he changed? Will he ever change? But you got to have faith like them too. You got to be bold enough. Now, now, don't misunderstand. Don't just pop off and say God's going to do things he didn't tell you. Or that's not in his word. You will experience disappointment. But if he said it in his word. Or he said it to you by his spirit. For real. Not just you making stuff up. Then you can. Be bold. And say the Lord will do this. Hallelujah. If he told you. You not need, don't, you say, well, we'll wait and see if it happens. That means you don't believe what he said. Right. Do you remember uh, Zacharias when the angel came down? Yes. And, you know, his wife had not been able to conceive, and they're getting older. He said, You're gonna, uh, your wife's going to have a child. You're going to have a child. And, and what, what did Zacharias say? How will I know this? 
And boy, the Lord shut his mouth. That was it. He was drawing pictures and making notes for the next (laughs) nine months. Is that right? That was the wrong answer. He said, we're old. and See, he's not believing it. What's it, time to, what's it time to do when the Lord says, y'all going to have a baby? What do you need to say? We're going to have a baby. Is that right? When Mary encountered the same situation, she was curious as to how it could happen without a husband. That's a legitimate question. <laughs> but she wasn't asking in unbelief. She just never heard such a thing. And the Lord told her, uh, the angel told her through the, through, the Lord told her through the angel, the power of the highest is going to overshadow you. The Holy Spirit's going to come on you. Does she understand all that? No, you don't either. What'd she say? Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me. According to your word. In other words, what's going to happen? We're about to have a baby. Right? She believed it. You got to be bold. Faith is bold. Faith, not arrogant, but confident. Oh, hallelujah. When you, if you believe enough to talk this bold and talk this strong, God's going to come through this strong. Do you believe it, saints? He said, I, I, we threw, look at it again, we, we threw three of them in there. Well, um, there's four. And verse 26, Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace. Of course, the thing's still raging hot. And he said, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, uh, Servants of the Most High God, could you come here? Could you come out and come here? Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire. Is this honor? Is this lifting your own high? They came walking out there. Yeah, we can come out now. What you need, king? The princes, the governors, the captains, the king counselors, they saw all these guys. Now he had the leadership of the known world gathered to show off and impress them with his big gold image. And God used it to show them his power. And every one of these took this back. Did they have a story to tell when they got back home? They saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor even the smell of fire had passed on them. You couldn't even smell anything burned or smoky on them. Like it had never happened. Somebody say, like it had never happened. Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him. We know they trusted in him. They weren't wavering and doubting. They were believing. And they've changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any other God except their own. He then he made decrees. I make a decree. Every people, nation, and language that speak anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be cut in pieces, and their houses will be made a dunghill. Because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Oh, hallelujah! 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 
Stand on your feet. Was the Lord with them? Will he be with you? Do you need to be bold to say he will be with you? Do you need to be bold to say he will do what he said in his word? And what he said by his spirit. You must not compromise and bow to intellectualism and reasoning and tradition and all these other things. Because if you bow, you burn. Oh, but if you say, I'm not going to bow, I'm not going to bow, my God is able. He is able to do what other people said he can't do. He is able. He's well able. Not only that, come on, go the rest of the way with me. And he will. He will. He'll meet all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He'll protect me and my kids and their kids. Come on, are you listening? He'll keep my house. He'll keep my car. He'll keep my stuff. Well, you just never know. Well, you don't know, but I know. I, I read it. I believe it. And I'm going to be bold enough to say it. And that'll give him access to do it. Can you say glory to God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Close your eyes. And just lift up your hands. Let's begin to thank him. Lord, we thank you that you are so faithful that we know we can count on you and you never, ever fail us. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Let's sing nothing's too big for my God. Not going to be discouraged.